Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Egg Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of agriculture and rural life. I'm Adam Albrick. The political wheels in Washington, D.C. are turning and both the House and Senate are working to get a new farm bill constructed. Legislative and Public Affairs Officer Andy Martin of Egg Country Farm Credit Services joins us to give us an update on the new farm bill. Thanks for taking some time to be with us here today, Andy. Hey, it's great to be with you, Adam. Thanks for having me. Now, Andy, you guys have been engaged in ongoing meetings with elected officials throughout the year. In fact, you're in Washington, D.C. as we speak. What are you hearing from legislators and staff members about the new farm bill as you've been meeting with them? That's right, Adam. We've been in D.C. this week um, talking to our congressional delegation about uh, our farm bill priorities. And and the good news is, is we have a great delegation to work with. They're very engaged on on agriculture issues, and they're very interested in getting a farm bill done this year. The talk in D.C. is that um, there is a September 30th deadline to get the farm bill done, but that is an aspirational deadline at this point, and and that's okay. Um, There there seems to be a lot of momentum to get something done by the end of the year. If the farm bill is not done by September 30th, it's not the end of the world. Um, In fact, um, the most recent farm bills haven't been passed on time. There's been uh, short-term lapses or short-term extensions passed while Congress kind of completed their work. I believe it was 1990 when the last farm bill was passed on time. So as I mentioned, the, the, the good positive news is that there's a lot of momentum to get this done, not just from the members from rural districts where agriculture um, is, is key to the economy, but also from uh, legislative leaders in both the House and the Senate, the majority leader in the Senate, the minority leader in the Senate, the, the House Speaker, the uh, House uh, Minority Leader, and even President Biden have all been talking about the importance of, of getting a farm bill done. So a lot of momentum this year. Andy, you and I were both at the Midwest Egg Summit, which was held not overly long ago in Fargo, and, and former Congressman Colin Peterson, who's wrote a number of these farm bills and knows a, a something about it, was asked about the timing, which you just talked about. And he kind of reiterated the same thing, that uh, a farm bill might not and probably won't get done by September, but an extension works just fine. But one thing that he actually brought up is if the farm bill doesn't get passed in the first couple months of 2024, it might not get done until after the election. Could you just talk a little bit about that and, and how that particular scenario could play out? That's a good point uh, and a good follow up because um, it, while there is a window of opportunity here before the end of 2023, um, or possibly early into 2024. If it goes much beyond that, um, Congress would, would likely need to pass an extension to keep that farm safety net in place through the, the 2024 crop year. There's politics that come into play if it gets much beyond um, the first couple months of, of 2024, because there's a presidential election next year. All members of the House are up for election, and about a third of the Senate will be up for election as well. And, and when that happens, uh, a lot of the major key work in, in Washington basically pauses until after the election. And there would be another window of opportunity to complete a farm bill after the election of 2024. That's what happened in 2018 when the last farm bill was passed. Uh, things paused during the election season, uh, basically uh, early summer through November. And then once the um, Congress came back to session after the November election, they were able to get a, a bunch of things done, including the 2018 Farm Bill. So that would be kind of that next window of opportunity. If it doesn't happen late in 23 or early in 24, uh, more than likely it would be towards the end of, of 2024. 
Let's talk just a little bit about crop insurance because, of course, crop insurance is a big part of the ag side of the farm bill. What are you hearing in terms of potential changes, if any? Yeah, crop insurance is, is obviously key to not only farm credits and commodity groups and, and farmers in general, but members of Congress also support crop insurance, um, at least the members on the, on the committees in both the, the House and the Senate. There are folks that have different proposals uh, to enhance crop insurance, to um, uh, bolster that farm safety net in a way. Um, maybe there's a way to reduce the need for these ad hoc disaster programs, but doing that comes at a cost. And, and the key piece here for not just crop insurance, but other farm bill uh, safety net enhancements is how much is it going to cost and will the committees have enough money to pay for all the things that they want to do to enhance the safety net, uh, improve conservation, improve the rural development title, have more money for uh, export promotion, and the list goes on and on. So that's where we're at right now with the committees trying to figure out from them one, where are they going to get the money? And two, what are their priorities going to be once they figure out what their budget is for the farm bill? Well, that feeds right into my next question. Of course, money seems tight at times and can flow at others. Is there much of an appetite to increase funding this time around when it's already expected to be the first farm bill to exceed $1 trillion? Right. Uh, there is a, a pretty strong appetite to um, increase um, the safety net for agriculture specifically. And I mentioned some of the other programs that would be in line or interested in some increased funding, uh, the, the rural development title, the crop insurance title, the export promotion and research, you know, all key things, all very important to agriculture and to strong rural communities. Um, there is an appetite from the leaders of the uh, agriculture committees in both the House and Senate to beef up these areas. They're going to need some assistance from the leadership uh, in the House and the Senate to get that done from the chair, the budget committees, and from uh, the speaker and the Senate majority leader and, and others to, to kind of approve a, a beefed up budget. As you mentioned, it's already going to be the most expensive uh, budget a farm bill on record largely due to the increase to the nutrition title, but those increases don't take away anything from the safety net programs. Those, those are independent from, and they, they don't um, come at a cost to um, the, the commodity title, the crop insurance title, or any of the other titles. So the way that the Congressional Budget Office uh, does the accounting for, for Congress, uh, it doesn't, one doesn't take away from the other. How does the recent debt ceiling debate play into all of this? After all, work on the farm bill was largely held up by those debt ceiling proceedings. Right. The debt ceiling and the budget have been kind of the two um, topics that have held up significant progress uh, on, on the farm bill and on the um, farm bill authors from kind of putting out a draft of, of what, a uh, what a farm bill will look like going forward. So you mentioned the, the debt ceiling uh, agreement that was uh, reached earlier this year. Um, that had some reforms to the um, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP, or food stamps, as it's commonly called. A lot of folks in Congress said, all right, that issue's been taken off the table. It's been resolved. We, we did some reform. We added some work requirements, some more stringent work requirements. Um, and, and so we can move forward now without having that to be a, a an issue of contention in the farm bill because in recent farm bills, the past two or three, the SNAP funding has been a uh, key 
point of conflict when, when, when trying to reach an agreement. They've been able to work that out, but it's taken uh, months to resolve all their differences. Um, and, and so hopefully by, by having this debt ceiling deal now, it'll take uh, most of that issue off the table. There's still some in the, in the House and the Senate that want to continue to see reforms in that program, and that can be expected. And there's going to be some that don't want to see any reforms, and that can be expected as well. It's really going to be about what, what can they come to a consensus on? What can get 60 votes in the Senate or more? And what can get uh, 218 votes in the House or more um, to pass uh, both of those bodies and, and, and also get signed into law by, by President Biden? So there's, there's still some more dynamics that need to play out there. All right, Andy. And as we said before, you are in Washington, D.C. as we speak. What are some of Farm Credit's priorities when it comes to a new farm bill? What are you guys really fighting for? Yeah, when we're meeting with members of Congress um, uh, and their staffs, we're, we're talking a lot about that farm safety net, uh, including probably number one issue is that strong federal crop insurance program. It's, it's so important as, a, as really the cornerstone of the farm safety net. Uh, and it's really important for, for our uh, uh, member owners um, as they're thinking about financing and, and, and keeping that cost of, uh, of borrowing at, at low. Um, the other uh, items that we're working on would be um, in, uh, asking Congress to increase the Farm Service Agency direct and guaranteed loan programs just so that they better reflect the increasing costs of, of purchasing land and operating farms and ranches. A third issue would be boosting a development of important rural community facilities like hospitals, clinics, uh, nursing facilities, daycares, even community centers and, and fire halls, things like that, allowing farm credits to um, participate in those types of loans through uh, USDA rural development with a little bit more clarity so we can we can help strengthen those rural communities because if agriculture can be strong, but if there's not a strong rural community to go with it, it really it really makes living in, in rural areas difficult. We're also um, working on issues that would allow more investment into um, rural small businesses. So we're asking members of Congress to give farm credits more consideration there as well. And the last one that I'll mention is just helping promote U.S. Uh, agriculture exports by increasing the amounts of money for those programs that USDA has and, and giving farm credits a little bit more ability to, to assist with that as well. All right, Andy. Well, thank you very much for taking some time from your visits in Washington, D.C. We truly appreciate this update and uh, we will continue to watch how all of this plays out. So thank you very much. That is Andy Martin, Legislative and Public Affairs Officer at Egg Country Farm Credit Services. If you have a question about a financial topic, we would love to hear from you. You can message Egg Country on Facebook, tweet at them on Twitter, or submit your question using their website at eggcountry.com. 